0: quick come up with something funny to say
1: hello yo oh that's really cool
0: somehow i think you're lying Uh
1: uh-huh oh fail Ah! That's philosophy episode
2: 55 recorded january 2020 not 2000 (laughs)
1: Hello, everyone. welcome and one to Bad Philosophy, upsetting the balance of reality, one rabbit trail at a time since 2008. We're coming at you for episode 55. I am Stephen Torrance, and we are here with a couple of mainstays for Bad Philosophy, some folks who have been with us since the very beginning. Uh, first up, Kevin Saunders. Hi there. How are you doing today, Kevin?
0: I'm doing all right. I'm a little stuffy. My nasal resonator is completely blocked, thus I can't make noises like this. <laughs> okay. See, I can't make that noise.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. And uh, second up, you heard him laughing there in the background, Matt Legler. Hi, Stephen. You know, uh, it's, it's funny, actually. A year ago, we were recording Bad Philosophy uh, from pretty much the same location. I'm at my parents' house in Georgetown. And uh, we, we kind of ragged on, on Matt for not being able to make it. I, I believe you were trying to get uh, a connection in Yoakum, Texas. Is that correct?
2: I was. I was exploring Yoakum, Texas, which is down near Victoria, for people who know where that might be. And I was going to libraries and any ATB where there might be young people that would be able to answer my question, but no one knew what Internet access was, much less broadband Internet access. It was so bad that they didn't even know what crew hair wax was. They told me to look for it in the automotive section. Oh, man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, I don't know what crew hair wax is either.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, um... We're glad to have both of y'all on the show today uh, because we do not have uh, someone who was on the show last year, uh, Jed Cummins. He is on the road uh, and attempted to connect with us a little bit earlier via Edge on his iPhone, but uh, the signal strength was just not good enough, so Jed will be unfortunately absent from this year's uh, bad philosophy. Yeah, AT&T. Cough. Uh. Um, uh, a little bit off topic here, but I'm sure you all saw the, the recent news that uh, AT&T has stopped selling the iPhone in New York City because yes. uh, the network is so bad. They I the didn't say that
0: news, but I've been <laughs> camping for the last week, so I'll <laughs> believe you.
1: Um, I believe they, they said that the uh, New York area is not ready for the iPhone. Uh, This coming about three years after the iPhone was released, so apparently New York is still not ready for the iPhone.
0: Or AT&T isn't ready for New York's usage of the iPhone.
1: More precisely, yes. Um, It's it's rather humorous. They can still buy it
2: in an Apple store, though, right?
1: Uh, not in New York City. Uh, you have to buy it outside of New York City, activate it, and then bring it into the New York City area. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Can
0: you get a New York City number with that? Uh,
1: yeah, you can, because you, you can port over a number, um, okay. from any location. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty bad. Um... Well, aside from ragging on AT&T's network, uh, one thing we're going to do on this episode of Bad Philosophy is listen to some of the predictions that Kevin, Jed, and I made for the year 2009. Um, since it is now the year 2010, uh, we can look back on the past 12 oh, months. 10. and uh, <laughs> Yeah. 2010. And, okay. uh And you know make fun of ourselves for for the silly things that we said um so first off i'm just i'm just going to hit the ground running here with uh with one of kevin's uh prescient predictions here we go
0: the economy will be bad
1: <laughs> so kevin um yeah pretty good prediction there
0: <laughs> i think that was one of my sarcastic I've- predictions
1: yeah, um, like we did all, a few of them. of them at the beginning, but <laughs> but I would say that that you kind of hit the nail on the head with that one, right?
0: Yeah, no, I mean it's the economy is bad. There's not a lot of ways to look around that. <laughs> uh,
1: it's it's interesting, really, though. Uh,
0: no, what and
1: and I think we've just sort of come to accept our uh, our fate as as being in a recession right now. I wish you no.
0: would just call it a depression to make us feel better.
1: Although it's not full on depression yet, and I don't think it ever will be, but uh, you know, yeah, like, Christmas season was not great. great. Yeah, unemployment's pretty bad. I, you know, it's the economy's bad. So good one. Kevin, for, for you uh, see, it's bad for some people
2: that. and it's good for other people. It goes it goes back and forth depending on where you are in the economy. So, some people I know <laughs> yeah, have right. prospered this year much better than they have the past five years, and I've had them tell me that. Just, it just depends on what you happen to be invested in, how you were invested, and in, what your you know financial life looked like when things started to go downhill, because not everything went downhill. There's some people that just happened to be in the right place that went uphill. So I think that's kind of what keeps it from being a full-on depression, is that some people have been very financially successful the past year.
0: Yeah, hobo shoes are flying off yep. the shelves. <laughs> <laughs> True that. I, I right, do think Steven uh, So next paper full- and start keeping score so we can see who wins the... Uh, prediction game
1: uh, we'll leave that up to the chat room I, I think it's uh it's point one to kevin right now uh so That's next up we've got here. well and, and it's not exactly fair because kevin you made i counted six predictions uh i made four and jed made
2: one <laughs> <laughs> but didn't so, you make one for me too we made a resolution for you. Uh, we made a resolution know, for you.
1: we didn't make a prediction <laughs> hey and, and, and uh, i'm making the resolution uh, don't let me starting me forget.
2: in 2010 uh, sorry what matt I said I'm making the resolution now, starting in 2010. I'm fulfilling it.
1: Oh, okay. gotcha. got um, And don't let me forget, before the end of the show, uh, since Jed is not here, we get to make a New Year's resolution for him at the end. But uh, that is neither here nor there. We'll get, we'll get there later. So next up, I, I've got a prediction from me. So Yahoo will be acquired by Microsoft, and in the process, it will pretty much disappear into... The conglomeration of mediocrity that is Microsoft's online services. So
2: mm. that didn't I'm happen. Call that one a fail. Um, yeah, um, Yahoo is still very much I, I really, alive. I really don't think Yahoo and Microsoft are speaking right now.
1: <laughs> no, no, they're not. Um the the negotiations between Yahoo and Microsoft that, that defined the year two thousand eight just pretty much stopped happening in two thousand nine. Uh the companies went their separate ways. There haven't really been talks of merger uh since, and you know, there's Yahoo's still alive somehow. I I really I gotta I hand can it do to him.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no. No Matt. No, that, that's, that's only gonna happen once. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I, I do think the, the last latter part of that, uh, Microsoft's terrible online y stuff, um there's a glimmer of hope in that. I've been betaing uh, Office two thousand ten and it's really nice, um, the the online portion of that that I don't yeah. know a lot of people know about, is that basically you download a very small amount of the program and as you need more things, they are downloaded.
1: Yeah, it's, um, it's their whole idea of streaming applications, of, of kind of virtualizing uh, the application experience. And it's very cool. They're definitely doing it well, but I just I kind of wonder um, how well they're going to integrate that with their, their sort of cloud initiatives.
2: We see, it's a great idea until you run out of Internet. Look where Jed is right now. He, he's he got one bar of edge that's practically no Internet. What do you do when you're out there? And that's what bothers me <laughs> about the cloud.
0: But at that point, well, with the cloud, yeah, but with the streaming application, I mean, most of what I've used is stuff that I regularly use and is now downloaded onto my computer. So I'll be able to use it with or without Internet access. At least stuff in Word. I haven't done much with, like, PowerPoint yet. Mm-hmm. But those will all still be... I mean, once you've downloaded them, they're on your computer, but you don't download them, and they don't take up space, and so you need them.
2: Well, do you think that space yeah. is an issue yeah. these days?
0: Not as much, but I I needed to write a paper, and I was tired of open Office because I didn't like it that much. And so I knew that there was a beta going on, and I literally took five minutes before before my searching Google to the point that I could start writing my paper on Office
2: 2010, hmm. which was incredible for me. That's pretty neat. Even on a PC. Hmm. I said even on a PC. That's, you know, that's PC pretty fast. You know,
0: PC, Windows 7, which is actually pretty awesome. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, um, that's... I have to say, one thing that uh, really surprised me in 2009 is Windows 7. Um, I installed the beta around early January of uh, 2009, and um, I'd, been, I'd used it all through the RC and uh, finally got the, um, the release to manufacture and the final version uh, here in the fall. It's, um, it's a really solid operating system, and uh, you know driver support for it on some of the older MacBook Pros like mine is not great, but for pretty much anything that's been built in the last three years, it's a, it's a really good operating system.
2: I would agree. It's agree. super fast. Even running on parallels on my Mac, it's amazing. I can put my I can close the lid on my Mac, let it go to sleep, and wake it back up. And Windows X like it's integrated perfectly into OS Ten. It's beautiful.
1: Yeah. Um, all right. Well, moving on a little bit, uh, we've got a uh, we've got another prediction from <laughs> we've got another prediction from Kevin here. So give me a second to switch over mm-hmm. the audio.
0: 2012,
1: the movie will come out and will suck? Mm-hmm. Uh, that certainly came to pass.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't see the movie, 10. so I, I won't claim, but. Oh, oh it was no, bad. Nobody and, um, was like, oh, this is amazing.
1: Yeah. Uh, Did you see I, it, Steven? I'm going to pull this up on, on Rotten Tomatoes. No, <laughs> you're kidding me. I wouldn't waste my money on that. Uh, uh,
2: so none of the three of us saw it. <laughs> No, no we did not. Which I, think I, was I don't problem. think we had any. Nobody saw to. it. <laughs> when it's at a drive-in movie theater for 3 bucks and you still don't go see it, that's bad. Yeah. Uh Joe, John
1: Cusack and somebody's name I can't pronounce. 39% on Rotten Tomatoes.
0: That's pretty bad. Yeah. But so I, uh, yeah. I usually enjoy John Cusack, but this one wasn't enough of a movie to make me go see it.
1: Yeah. So very nice, Kevin, uh, properly predicted. Also, the world did not end due to the uh, Large Hadron Collider. So, um, <laughs> you know, Kevin, your, your little speculation about I saw a picture of that about... the other
2: day.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, um, so I got well, another one. I discovered one from... something
0: kind of weird related to LHC, um, and this is not important information to anybody, but you'll have to deal with it because I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, I work in the large in the uh, Longhorn Council with the Boy Scouts. That's where I do this camp I do every winter. And the Longhorn Council is LHC, and on the GPS units that we give out, it's LHC dash O one or dash O two, whatever. And that made me think of the Large Hadron Collider when I was working this past week. So, there. <laughs>
1: Very nice. Well, um, I've got another prediction here from uh, from Kevin that I'd like to to share with y'all. In two
0: thousand nine during the World Rowing Championships held in Lake Malta in Pozon, Poland. A freak earthquake will cause a fissure to open up in the middle of the lake, draining it entirely. This will cause the championship to be replaced with the World Boat Pushing Championships. Also, I will learn to juggle.
1: (laughs) So, um, (laughs) Kevin... I, I, think, uh, I think I I learned the juggle. first loss for you Yes, you did learn to juggle <laughs>
2: But um, Wait, Kevin, you learned to juggle in 2009? More or less Because I did too, <laughs> high five <laughs> Now were Actually, you taught I, myself? Uh,
0: no, I taught myself And I taught some people at campus past week The beginnings as well Very so cool I passed it on
2: do you do any of the cool rainbow effects where you throw one up in the middle and throw the two others on the side or anything cool like that? Yeah, I'm not
0: that good yet. But <laughs> I can do a three-ball cascade pretty consistently as well as a reverse cascade and a couple other little tricks.
2: Nice.
1: Very nice. Uh, unfortunately, a fisher did not open up at the World Rowing Championships. Uh, so, sorry, Kevin, we're going to have to give you... Uh, I'm going to double-check that real quick. <laughs> Wikipedia! <laughs> And uh, you know, the Outlanders' predictions I think were were some of the the best that we did last year. Um, I I will do uh, another one here for, from Kevin because his are the best. <laughs> <laughs> Joss Whedon's new show Dollhouse will be canceled in the first five minutes. However, it will be quickly replaced by the. Uh, Lost season of Firefly, which Joss has been secretly recording since the show was canceled to begin with, didn't actually happen. But uh, Dollhouse turned out to be pretty good. good. Try, it, it was eventually canceled. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm still a couple episodes behind, so uh, no spoilers here.
1: Nah, well, I won't do any. Um, but yeah, so so we got to experience okay. you know one in three quarters, uh, excellent seasons of a of a very good show. Um, it didn't really pick up the pace until later on and and we've talked about this ad nauseum before, but uh I think back when we did that mm-hmm. episode, Dollhouse was still about a week or two out. Uh, it hadn't premiered yet, right?
0: Yeah, it had not. Yeah. But uh yeah. So but and we've we have tracked it mercilessly since then. <laughs> Indeed.
1: So um, another another prediction here, uh, outlandish prediction. This time coming from Jed Cummins,
2: his one and only. That uh, Skynet will become self-aware, and uh, you know the Terminator
1: movies will, you know, become true. Also didn't happen, thank God. But we did have the release (laughs) of the uh, horrible uh, Terminator
0: Salvation. I almost would have preferred the whole Skynet thing.
2: I would have preferred if my milk became self-aware with RFID tags in it.
0: Those two things have nothing to do with each other, and they both frighten me.
1: You're right, Kevin. That has absolutely nothing to do with it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. Well, he was talking about self-aware milk and have RFID tags in it, both oh. of which frighten me because I like drinking milk, <laughs> um, and I would not want to drink something that was sentient. And also, I don't like RFID tags because I don't want things tracking me and you know being aware of me and what I am is doing stuff.
2: Do you have any RFID tags in anything you own right now?
0: Probably. Uh, my passport's got one. I know that much. Because uh, I haven't tried it yet. I didn't say that. Stop listening, government.
1: <laughs> oh, they're always listening, Kevin. <laughs> they're always listening.
0: <laughs> oh, I know. Um, but other than that. Nothing I'm aware of that has RFID tags, which doesn't yeah. make me feel
2: better. Are Are you guys familiar with Gowalla? Um,
1: no. Oh, it oh, is. yes, 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 no. yes. It is. It's like a Foursquare competitor, isn't it?
2: Right. And it's Kevin Rose is actually on board with the guys, so he's kind of pushing for it. But uh, it's a way to have a digital passport to check in to places that you go, and then you can follow where you've been, do a trip or whatever. And then you earn stamps and pins and different collector's items as you go around. But uh, it it looks really cool, but at the same time, everyone knows exactly where you've been as of one hour ago, three minutes ago, 26 (laughs) minutes ago. And so... It seems kind of cool, but at the same time, are there, is, there, is that uh, bad?
1: Not for some people. Uh, it's, you know, the whole exhibitionism thing has kind of caught on to the point where folks really don't care about privacy anymore. They're more about, you know, letting everyone know where they are at all times uh, instead of trying to hide it. Right, well.
2: Because it, like my parents are like, why would you want everyone to know where you where you are all the time? And my question is, why does it matter? Well,
1: as long as you have the ability to turn it off when you're maybe going somewhere that you don't want people to know, because um, you know you can run into problems. Say like, say you know you promised to go to one friend's bi- party, and then somebody else <laughs> asks you to go to their party, and you'd rather go to that one, and so you you go there, but you lie uh-huh. to them and you know but they look at your tracking thing and oh you went to that other one and why did you do
2: that and you see that that's more like mental safety but what if you like say hey i'm going skiing in colorado for a week and you know then someone knows you're not going to be home and you have some ranch property somewhere in texas that's out in the middle of nowhere well then your house is open to them, to them for a week something like that yeah
0: and folks have actually used that sure I've created that an airtight alibi for a murder that i'm planning and uh, i forget to turn my go off And then there's, you know, visual recorded proof, or is there, that I was at this place when, you know, I I killed three people. Well, there's proof that Uh, your your phone was there. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But we've used Twitter in the past, uh, or there was a story about Facebook being used to um, acquit a guy of murder. Because of, I think the phrase was, I love burritos, or where's my burritos, or where's my tacos, or something like that. And it was his Facebook status when this crime was supposedly happening, but because it was at a certain time when he was elsewhere—I mean, when he couldn't have been committing the crime—they acquitted him.
2: Huh? That's genius on his part. Yeah.
0: I mean, it, it wasn't intentional, but uh, it was definitely funny because <laughs> where's my tacos saved him from <laughs> jail? Yep. Well,
1: hey. um...
2: Impatience yes, to the rescue.
1: Uh, well, I've got one more uh, prediction of mine that I'd like to uh, to share with y'all real quick here, and it's it's pretty relevant to something that's a, about to come out. Impatience to the I rescue. I think Apple needs to come out with just the, the Jesus device just to, like, screw everyone over and, uh, you know, have it be, like, he, The last thing Steve Jobs does, you know, he comes on stage says, oh, and one more thing. We have released a, a 5 by 8 uh, full... Screen, multi-touch, tablet, netbook, Mac, oh. and then you know just watch everyone start crying on their knees <laughs> with, with joy. Yeah, that was uh, that was my prediction for for 2009. Unfortunately, um, the the tablet is is still kind of on the drawing board, and uh, it's slated, no pun intended, to come out uh, at an event just a couple weeks around the corner. Um, at least heavily rumored to come out. Uh, you, you know, I didn't think it would take this long. Let's just say your prediction was a year yeah, early. it was a year early. I I was I was on the ball if I'd made that prediction now, but then again, a lot of people thought the tablet would come out sooner.
2: I'm going to laugh when they come out and they announce a new iPhone and there's no new tablet. Yeah,
1: it's just going to be a higher-res uh, screen iPhone. <laughs>
0: I wouldn't be surprised if any of that happened, because Apple has this inc- uncanny ability to take what everybody wants them to do and just do it three years after everybody <laughs> stopped caring. Yeah, Cut that's and true. Paste.
2: But, at the same, but they still oh, make yeah. everyone oh, cry yeah. when they do it. Well, and, and one part of that
1: uh, prediction that I didn't include was, and then Steve Jobs says, oh yes, and it does have copy and paste.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I do like copy and paste on the iPhone now. It is awesome. Well, I'm going to exactly I mean.
1: um, say Apple does come out with the iSlate or the iGuide or whatever the hell they're going to call it, um, and it's a – yeah, the iWatch for money.
0: money. Would you all buy the one? The iGuide?
2: Probably not. If it's the same thing as a MacBook Pro yeah. but with a touchscreen, no, because my MacBook Pro does everything I need to. I don't need to touch the screen right now, unless there's a compelling reason. If they come out with some application that is going to revolutionize my life with a touchscreen, then yes. But if it's the same okay. as my iPhone, then no. Is It'll that... probably be a
0: glorified e-book reader called the iBook. And... <laughs> no, they can't call it the iBook, because
1: that name's already been
0: used. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it again. No. It'll be the new iBook. And it will be nothing <laughs> the more iBook than iBook glorified... Throw. The iBook e that the Kindle will have outsold immeasurably, but only hipsters will buy the iBook, and they'll call them and they'll they're better because theirs can be turned sideways or some other useless nobody needs to do with a book.
1: Yeah, uh, and my prediction is my prediction sort of for
0: two thousand and ten
1: <laughs> that that Apple's Slate or whatever it is will fail.
2: All right, well, if it has three G in it, it'll. Be a much better competitor in the marketplace for sure.
1: Oh, I think Almost they should put 4G AT&T. in it. Um, Clearwire is making some uh, some serious inroads with their their 4G WiMax service in a lot of major cities. Yeah, and I think mm-hmm. um, if they came out with a, a netbook pad, basically that had a, 4, a 4G and a 3G radio built in, uh, it could it could easily kill any other netbook on the market.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, now I have a question for you guys. If there was such a thing as this Apple tablet, would, how big would you want it to be? Do you want it to be a 15-inch screen or do you want it to be an 8-inch no, screen? No,
1: I like the 8- the to 10-inch diagonal screen. I think that's a, a good sweet spot uh, because it's small enough to fit in a bag. It's not something you're going to fit in your pocket, but it's, it's small enough to go in a backpack or a briefcase.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, what happens to developers? Like, how are applications developed for an eight-inch screen? Because that's a totally different environment than the iPhone or a desktop.
1: Maybe, but I, I figure Apple's already got some some deals with application developers that are going to start making applications in this format, and they'll probably provide some means for existing iPhone applications to work in that environment. Sort of like uh, you know, confabulator widgets,
2: right? Or dashboard widgets, or whatever. Because I feel like largely this big screen could just be a waste of money and space. It could be cool, but it doesn't fit in my pocket. It's too small for a, a backpack. Like, w- where does it kind of fit in?
1: I I don't know, and I'm sure Apple will tell us.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, everybody in
1: the everybody in the chat room is is kind of waiting for us to to move on to predictions for uh, for 2010, and. Uh, Let's let's go with that. Um, we've sort of already morphed into one with yours, Kevin. That the uh, that the isolate or eye guide or whatever you want to call it will fail. Uh, but do you have any other predictions for twenty ten?
0: Mm, not offhand. Let me think. And um,
2: that was profound.
0: <laughs> oh, ooh, I got one. Ninety five percent of people will, for at least the next six months, still call it O ten.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, or tw- 2010. Tw- 2010. There's, I saw um, one of our friends, Neil, uh, from the tweet up, uh, tweeted this website called 20, uh, 20 not 2000, uh, trying to encourage people to say 2010 and not 2010.
2: Why would you um, not say 2010? We said 1910. Yeah. What's the difference? Because I mean, I, did, I didn't say future-
1: 1910. But- yeah, we didn't call it one thousand
0: nine hundred and ten. <laughs> I'm gonna
1: call it 010. I just to be contrarian, Kevin.
0: There's an O in front of the ten, so it's okay. Yeah. You know, hundred years from now, we'll have to call it one ten.
2: <laughs> call it two O ten. Oh
1: God, it's it's gonna be twenty ten, y'all. Just just say twenty ten. <laughs> it rolls off the tongue
0: like butter. But 010 will be said by a mass number of people for a while. <laughs> Unintentionally. Of course.
2: Unintentionally.
0: Oh. Uh, so my,
1: my first prediction for 2010, Matt Legler is going to continue making horrible puns.
2: Oh, I have no doubt that that will continue. <laughs> and they will all be very punny. Oh, yes, of course.
1: Well, one thing uh, I'd like to do, in addition to just making predictions for the for the next year, is kind of for the next decade, because we are on the... The transition between the first decade of the 20th century, or 21st century, and the second decade of the 21st century. It's been nine years since 9-11. It's been ten years since the whole Y2K stuff. Uh, Since the Matrix. Yes, it's been more than ten years since the Matrix, uh, very, very scary thing. I mean, a lot has happened in the last ten years. We we've seen the rise of the internet. We've seen the the rise and fall of uh, MySpace. Uh, we've seen Google transformed from a search engine company into essentially the next Microsoft. We've seen a war, uh, multiple wars, uh, both of which we're still involved in. <laughs> Oops. One of your predictions, Kevin, that I haven't played yet is that uh, we will not be out of Iraq nearly as fast as Obama predicted. And uh, I think that, certainly, <laughs> that has certainly come to pass. Um, we are still in yeah. Iraq. We have escalated the, our involvement in Afghanistan. And uh, a lot of folks are saying that, that uh, these are going to be multi-decade wars, that we are going to be involved in these countries for a very long time.
0: Well, it's it's possible I don't know much about the Korean war, but I do know that we're still in Korea and There's not fighting going may, on. There, though. We're not fighting, but we're there staring at the border, you know, like this, through our binoculars. Yeah. And they're looking back at us through the binoculars and that will continue to happen. I, I think, you know, we may eventually stop fighting, but we're gonna end up in that sort of situation without some sort of major change. But i don't know what it is that mm-hmm. just left I Matt
1: he's going yes. to help his grandma, okay, well, Kevin, you and I can continue talking i just you know looking back, what are some of the uh the highlights for you of this the past ten years um what What do you think are the most significant things that happened in in the first in the naughties
0: so much crazy stuff happened um I look back at the fact that i was I was twelve when I rang in the year two thousand, one house over from where I am now, <laughs> my and the the differences and the sameness of it all. I mean, I don't, I don't. I mean, I am certainly a very different person in that period of time. I'm ten years older, but it. I mean, that was the first decade of measurable growth for me, because from from two to twelve, I don't. Have a lot of recognizable change, um, you know. People people talk about you know growing up in the eighties, growing up in the nineties. Really, I feel that like I grew up in the in the oddies. In, in the nineties, yeah. because um, I remember stuff from the nineties. You know, I was I was a kid in the nineties, but I grew up in the nineties. Uh, I watched Nickelodeon in the nineteen nineties with Rugrats and Rocko's Modern Life and things <laughs> like that. But culturally, I think I'm more defined by. The Naughties. I mean, yeah. you look at uh, the Greatest Generation, which is defined by the World War II. They they weren't born during World War II. That was the Baby Boomers, and and right afterwards, obviously. But they were defined by the by the generation where they reached adulthood.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: And and I think that's kind of where I'm at right now. And it's very hard to get perspective on that distance, this close to it. I'm reminded of. When in like 2002, VH1 did "I Love the 90s," and like towards the end of it, they're like, "Man, look at all this great!" Remember when Britney Spears was popular, and you know, <laughs> the president was stupid. And I mean, they were pointing out the fact that like that stuff really hasn't changed enough to have a have a good perspective on it. Exactly. Um, and I mean, now 20 years from 1990, we can start getting a perspective on on the 90s, um, but. In my mind, you know, the 70s, 80s, 60s, 50s all kind of have these defining things in my mind. Accurate or not, and probably not, that I don't think the decades that I've been alive in have as much. Yeah. Um, like, 60s hippies, 70s was disco, 80s was greed. um, And those are were, those were great oversimplifications, but I don't have those in my mind as much for... The '90s and the
1: '90s. That's true, and and I I was trying to kind of look back and and find some some defining factors of the last decade myself, and really I for me it's been the internet and the maturation of the internet. Mm-hmm. The, the '90s saw you know the the rise of the internet and the the first .dot com bubble and uh, burst, Web 1.0 as as they like to call it, and then Web 2.0 was the the 2000s, the '90s. And what we saw in it was just a transformation of how people use the Internet. We saw millions more people getting online and joining things like social networks and sites like YouTube and Flickr. And the whole idea of, of sharing content on the Internet became the focus, of it being less of a less of a, a, a place to do business and more of a, of a place to just connect with the world and to, to share anything and everything. Uh, just in the last... I would say just in the last year here, um, Twitter and Facebook really rose to prominence. Um, Facebook was big, and and they got a lot bigger once they opened up to the world in in 2008. But once the parents started getting on Facebook and once folks started getting on Twitter,
2: that's when these these services really exploded. Um, Mm -hmm. One thing that I think is interesting about that transformation that you mentioned is that before, when the internet was focused on that online marketplace with the business aspect, there was also the theft aspect where largely lots of people were worried about people stealing things on the internet, people torrenting mm-hmm. things, torrent sites, all that. And it seems to me like as these social networks have increased with sharing exploding online, it seems like those torrent sites have actually decreased as people are sharing user generated content more versus. A content created by someone else that was not meant to be shared.
1: Well, I, I would disagree. I, I think BitTorrent is, is still as alive as ever, and, and, it, and it really is. The, the traffic on, um, on sharing sites has, has not really decreased. Um, we've seen things like Hulu and, and iTunes uh, evolve in the, in the naughties, you know, legitimate ways to get this content that was previously shared illicitly. Right. But if you think about it, Napster was 2000, 2001. Like we've we've gone in a decade, we've gone from Napster to iTunes Music Store and Hulu. <laughs> um, I mean, I oh, remember like using Pandora. Napster. <laughs> yes, and, and stuff like Pandora. Um, you know, legitimate or, ways of of distributing this content. So I think I think media has evolved quite a bit in the last ten years. The RAA is still around, the MPAA is still around, you know, they're still trying to take down sites like the Pirate Bay, and they still don't like BitTorrent. But it's been less about trying to suppress the sharing as offering legitimate alternatives
2: to people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Here's an interesting prediction. What happens with the Pirate Bay in 2010?
1: Ooh, um, <laughs> I I think it will it will remain fond in a lot of people's memories, but uh, a new torrent sharing site will rise to prominence. Uh, these things come and go. You know, it was it was uh, Supernova and then it was Pirate Bay, and now it's going to be something else. I Give it six months.
2: <laughs> you, see, you see, I'm still of the opinion that uh, there is nothing left to torrent. Maybe like there's a few so- th- software packages that I can see people torrenting, but for the most part, everything you need is either open source, shareware, something, or something you're willing to pay for.
1: You haven't been on BitTorrent lately,
0: Matt. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: am I am I I behind?
1: Yes, fair. you are. Uh, there's still plenty of stuff to get on BitTorrent. I mean, if
0: if there's something out there, someone is willing to get it for free. Oh yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, if something exists, I mean, you look at um, this this decade it was the decade of movie leaks mm-hmm. with uh, Wolverine um, leaking and still being a huge success versus um, oh, what was another one it was a leak re- recently for a movie that was not a resounding success and they blamed the leak whereas they also blamed the leak for Wolverine being entirely successful yeah um I don't know, a-
1: it just it just shows that that people want to get content as soon as it's available in any means, um, and if that's if that's online through the legitimate uh, channels, great. But if it's online through BitTorrent, great. Um, folks go where the content is, and they really don't care whether it's it's legal or not. It's just going where it's available. And I think one thing we'll see in 2010 is uh, broadcast will completely change uh, once you get things like. Uh, I think IPTV is really going to mature uh this this whole notion of you know paying for hundreds of channels and then getting you know tuning channels is just going to go away. It's going to be all about getting shows and getting uh programs and getting you know live broadcasts will still be there for things like football games and live events, but um Content, I think, will just become much more, it'll it'll be distributed in a much more flexible manner than it has been in the past.
0: I, I'm okay with that. I, I hope that does happen, you know, not in the next year, then in the next decade. Sure. Um, but it's, I mean, we're at the cusp of something big. Uh, Dr. O, because we haven't talked about him yet this episode, <laughs> um, always likes to write about five minutes into the future, as he says. And because of that, I mean, it's one of the things that, you know, we're on the edge of something that could be vastly different or it could be exactly the same for another ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, so, because while while we've moved from Napster to iTunes and Hulu, the ideas created with Napster are still around. They're just, they've changed form, changed the way they do business, mm-hmm. but the ideas behind it of, you know, getting media quickly easily and cheaply or freely that was one big idea that changed the world where it continues to change will be interesting to see
1: so how about some outlandish predictions now that we've done sort of the the evolutionary stuff um, <laughs> Something Leo well. Report talked about recently on uh, on Twitter is uh, the prediction that cars uh, that drive themselves, completely automated cars, will happen in the next 10 years. Uh, we're already starting to see it with, with some of the Lexus models uh, integrating parallel parking, automatic parallel parking into their systems. Uh, I, I think it's going to happen. There are systems in place at major universities that are basically fully functional automated cars that can read road signs, that use GPS for precise tracking, that they can they can basically drive themselves. And I think that's going to be eased into the market over the next 10 years. But uh, what do you all think of that, and what are some of your outlandish
0: predictions? I don't, I don't want that to happen. That frightens me. Because I, I'm just... I, there's so many movies where I've had automated cars and it's turned out badly. <laughs> you know, Be it, be it um, Total Recall or iRobot. Or is there automated cars in Demolition Man. I think so. And Minority Report. Lots of movies in the '90s, in the '90s, with automated cars that turned out badly.
2: Yeah, but those are movies. What did your What did your parents tell you? Movies aren't real. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, what? <laughs> Neither is Santa Claus. But Galaxy Quest is so awesome. <laughs> sorry kevin Sorry to burst
1: your bubble there man all right so do y'all have any uh, outlandish predictions for stuff that, that well, may not destroy the world
2: this is not outlandish but it's kind of um not serious well it could be but the uh, there's going to be a huge battle between mm-hmm. citizens and law enforcement because they're going to try to figure out what to do with texting and because Right now there's all these texting laws going around that are saying that you can't text anymore while you're driving. And then people are going to say, well, I wasn't texting, I was changing my music, and I've always been able to change my radio, so why can't I change my music on my device? Yeah. Or why can't I use my device as my GPS turn-by-turn navigation system? And so there, I think there's going to be an insane battle over that over the next year.
1: And, and that's mm-hmm. why I think that, that automated cars are going to be marketed uh, pretty heavily to folks who, who are the most connected because they're going to say, look, you know, you're already technologically savvy. We've got this technology that lets you basically text and uh, use your GPS and use your music service and whatever else um, without having to worry about the driving. You can basically focus on the entertainment and you know leave the, leave the navigation up to the car.
2: Well, then, why don't we all fly? Like, what is the point of staying on the ground? We know how to get into the air, so why don't we just get into the air? Get everybody in the air.
1: Because it's it's cheaper to have cars that drive themselves rather than planes.
2: <laughs> hover cars. Like on car Jetsons. I,
0: little casks that I drop
2: you I off. S- I you still leave. don't
1: think hover cars are ever really going to take off. Pun intended. <laughs> I hate you for
2: that. I hate that, you for that's that. That's my job. That's my job, Steven.
1: Because. <laughs> yeah. um, it's,
0: they're new, they're enormously
1: expensive. The the fuel involved and the um, just whatever technology we have now, it's kind of these these huge rotors like the, I uh, uh, forget his name. You've
0: got to get some anti-gravitons. Yeah, sure, that we produce Perfect.
1: in the LHC, right? <laughs> I'll,
0: I'll yeah. go grab some. Let's produce anti-gravitons, and then flying cars will be easy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> totally. Ooh, what about this? What about a microwave that freezes food? Ooh a freezer Can you reverse wave microwave a freezer wave <laughs> well i don't think that's the opposite of microwave
0: but... <laughs> well i don't i don't know that that would be useful to me flash freezing yeah we do I don't have, already have that yeah <laughs> with nitrogen will flash freeze anything <laughs> Well,
1: people don't have uh, them in their houses no cuz when do you need that like when have you ever been yeah, wait,
2: <laughs> i need to freeze this I right have, now okay. Sorry, how, like, how often have you been or else? <laughs> How often have you been leaving Lubbock, going on a road trip somewhere, because Lubbock's out in the middle of nowhere, and you decide, hey, I need to f- put some ice in my ice chest to keep this coat cold for the drive, and you don't have any ice. What if you could have had ice in three minutes?
1: That's never a problem, because there's always a convenience
2: store where you can just go and buy an ice you bag. You can buy bags <laughs> of ice. I mean... Hey, we need to revolutionize society. Do we really need convenience stores? That's, that's They're not, bad for our health anyway. I love convenience stores. They're so
0: convenient.
2: We will always
1: have convenience stores, Matt. That is one business that will never go away. I'm going to make that prediction for the next ten years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just like we have plumbers and janitors, like that. that we will Ooh, always have convenience prediction. stores.
0: Plumbers will become the new terrorists as the uh, bureaucracy of the government takes hold. They will be the only ones who know how to manipulate the system at the most basic level. <laughs> that will free us from the shackles of the bureaucracy. Yes.
1: He who controls the toilets controls the world.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: But, uh, Kevin, what, what are some of your uh, outlandish predictions for the next year and or ten years?
0: That was one. Okay. The plummets. Um, another one is, and and I wish this was as outlandish as it sounds, but with um, recent things like the underwear bomber, you will literally have to take your underwear off, but uh, to to fly on an airplane. But because of increased moral strictures. Um, because we're becoming a more moral government as well, you aren't allowed to be naked at any time in the airport, and so we'll have to create underwear, and there'll be a rise in the market for underwear that can be removed without removing your pants. <laughs> wow! <laughs> I would buy that. <laughs> Just saying,
1: because uh... I mean it's a great trick at parties, at the very least. <laughs>
0: So what's really great is if you can put it on without taking your pants off.
1: Yeah, yeah. now that would be cool. Just kind of like stick it in your leg and, phoo! yeah.
0: And pants off. <laughs> Underpants on.
1: <laughs> oh my. Well, uh, well, we're getting to uh, to the end here on uh, on bad philosophy. So before we before we wrap things up, I just want to play uh, this one clip from from last year, which was uh, the resolution that uh, Jed made for Matt. Uh, following his uh, absence from that particular episode have a listen
2: i would say to appear on a better <laughs> portion of uh bad philosophies no, that's a good one
1: <laughs> and uh and matt i would have to say that that you you kind of you met that resolution uh you you have appeared on several bad philosophies in the last year
2: um, at least for a little while right yeah at least for a little while and you made it on this the, one uh, I made the beginning and the end anything in the middle can be looked over <laughs> exactly <laughs>
1: um, and I, you know I just want to say Kevin's resolution is, is uh, not worth playing it's, it's the same as it always is
0: there's three and it is grow beard eat less salad and don't explode uh-huh.
1: and uh, I think you accomplished that
0: didn't you I think I've done pretty well. Although I actually... I don't know that I will start eating more salad, but I really do start eating more healthy uh, after I got my physical done, um, after my first year of grad school. Um, I need to uh, take better care of myself.
1: Yeah. No more uh, Calzones of one guys or anything?
0: Well, there's limits. <laughs> Occasionally.
1: <laughs> you know, everything in lot. moderation, right? <laughs> and uh, my my resolution... Same as it was last year. Once again, fourteen forty by nine hundred, ladies and gentlemen.
2: Mm-hmm-hmm. Boom. Ooh.
1: Hey, um, I was I was quite pleased to see that Ryan Block did uh, the same thing. <laughs> he, he tweeted his uh, his resolution as WXGA, uh, eight hundred by four eighty or whatever it was.
2: <clears throat> Matt, so cute. Well, for me. My resolution for 2010 is to become involved with the development of an official application that has been published in the iTunes App Store. Woo-hoo! That's, that's my goal. And it looks like it's possibly going to happen. So I'm excited. Yeah. Uh Right now, uh, Texas Tech is f- pushing forward the first phase of their iPhone app, and they would like help on the second phase. So that's what I'm hoping to jump in on.
1: Yeah, I saw that was posted recently. It's uh, It's very cool. Um I don't think many people will using will be using the football portion of it in the next <laughs> uh oh two or three years. But
0: <laughs> you know, maybe if you, we just like they, they... one with the most recent Mike
1: Leach stuff? Yeah, yeah, who's that? Mike Leach. Yes he did, because he's gonna get paid a lot of money somewhere else. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, know, he's I gonna get the dollar like, lot like tech first. Yeah. He'll get a settlement, definitely.
0: Well no no he, he got he has he in his contract. He is getting an $800,000 bonus Oh, no, he, he
1: actually he didn't get that because he's not employed as the head coach of Texas Tech.
0: No, there was, he, was a 10-day waiting period on the firing, so he still gets it. Oh, interesting. They, they, tried, they, they couldn't have fired him fast enough because they fired him the day before he was supposed to get it, but it doesn't take place for 10 days, and so he still gets it. Um, so he's,
1: the letter said he effective gets, immediately, though.
0: the news news report I said I saw said he was still getting it interesting but either way he's going to get hired by somebody else and I think Tech acted a little rashly on that whole thing oh
1: yeah but that's Uh, that's a debate for another day
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) fair enough I still bought my pirate costume three days ago (laughs) I bought an eye patch and a sword cool well, but, uh, gentlemen, thank you very I, much. Before we leave, oh, yeah. I've got to make a resolution for Jed for this year. Oh yeah, that well, since we played yeah. that one, sorry, sorry,
1: right. I almost forgot. Now that we've, uh, right. now that we've this, played this the resolution for Matt,
0: <laughs> what have so. you what
2: is that? Th- this is my 2010 resolu- New Year's resolution for Jed Cummins. He will become employed at least part-time, possibly full-time, by a cellular data network, possibly AT&T. It doesn't really matter where, but what he's going to do is step in and become a project manager for something top secret, revolutionize the entire process of how data works. He's going to create somewhere between a 5G and a 10G network and deploy it <laughs> across the United States, and it will be amazing. Wow, Jed!
1: It's a resolution, Jed. You have a lot Get to live up to man. this
2: year. <laughs> Get to work!
1: All right, don't disappoint us, Jed.
2: I'm looking forward to it, Jed.
1: Yep. Looking forward to using my isolate on your 5G network.
2: I can, it's gonna be awesome. Yes.
1: All right, gentlemen. Well, thank you for uh, for joining me here on this episode, this first bad philosophy of 2010 of the new decade. And uh, I, I want to say it's been a pleasure working with you all over the past year and a half that we've been doing this show. Oh, my God. And uh, look forward to a lot of future episodes.
2: Steven, I want to say congratulations to you for using your amazing ability to push things forward to keep this going over a year and a half. That is amazing. I clap to you, sir.
1: You know, I, I just... I just can't stop. What can I say? Well,
2: I don't get any credits. I've been here way more than Stephen.
1: Oh, Kevin. Uh, you know? Kevin gets. <laughs> Kevin deserves just as much credit. It, it's not. I, not bad. I might not have done
0: anything, you. but you wouldn't have had a guest on a number of episodes who <laughs> weren't me.
1: No, indeed, and uh, and we'll never forget it, Kevin. Uh, so yeah. thank you, thank you, Matt, and thank you, Kevin, for joining us on this show. Um, Matt, where can people uh, follow you, get in touch with you, stalk you?
2: You know, if they really wanted to, they could go to twitter.com slash legmar, but that's only if they want to.
0: Okay. And Kevin? Uh, twitter.com slash kevson, K E V S A U N D. Cool. And I'm getting, I'm getting spillover fans from uh, your internet videos now, which amuses me. Because I was, I was in there talking to you when you were filming him uh, before Christmas, and a number of people that were also chatting with us have now followed me on Twitter. Yes. So. Uh, and,
1: I, and I think a lot of folks are realizing uh, the whole bad philosophy thing is not half bad. Uh, we've been getting <laughs> some increased views lately, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm okay That's with cool. that. Yeah, indeed. And, thumbs uh, up for Slurpees. Thumbs up for Slurpees. And you can uh, finally get a hold of me and follow me uh, in everything I do at twitter.com slash S. Torrance S-T-O-R-R-E-N-C-E You can follow the show at Twitter.com slash Bad Philosophy and one of these days I'll get around to refreshing the products in our store at Zazzle.com slash Bad Philosophy We
2: have a
0: store?
1: Yes we do <laughs> Yes we do <laughs> Where, yeah. where have I been? That's it been on here. the show
0: a lot this past year <laughs>
1: <clears throat> Have a safe and happy 2010 everybody And thanks for listening to Bad Philosophy.
0: I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay. I sleep all night and I work all day. Copyright Monty Python.
2: That was beautiful.
0: How many D's are at Bonanza? 27.